Welcome to the Limitless Health Podcast. We are your hosts. I am Tracy Hill. And I'm Jessica Midkiff, doctors of physical therapy and certified master neuro coaches. We have the unique system that puts an end to the start-stop cycle of your health by blending body and brain science to create sustainable, simple success in your body. Our goal is to help you put an end to the frustration and overwhelm in your health with a brain-based system that will transform your body and overall health one thought at a time. Here we go. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Limitless Health Podcast today. And we're going to talk about food today. Ah, good old food. Are you rolling your eyes? (laughs) (laughs) We just thought that now as we're transitioning, we talked to our last podcast, I think it was our last one, talking about the transitions. And so Tracy and I have kids that just went back to school and we were talking about the transition in the household and on the schedule that happens with that. We thought it would be a great time to review some food basics. And when we talk about food basics, we're not advocating for any kind of diet plan or particular eating regimen. We are always thinking what science supports for our best health. And so it's kind of like best nourishment basics that we live by. And when I say we live by, we are not legalistic about it, but it directs and guides our thinking and how we plan for and execute um, the food and the meals that we try to have the majority of the time in our homes. We, we live by the 80-20 rule, 80% of the time. Yeah. And I think the word diet, like, I mean, think about it. The first, you know, the first word in diet is die. And it's just, I think when we think about, I'm going on a diet, it tends to have this negative connotation of like, oh, I have to go on this diet. I have to lose weight. I have to do something. I have to restrict. And it doesn't really feel good. Right. And if it doesn't really feel good, then is it going to be sustainable? And so that's why, you know, just said, like, we don't subscribe to necessarily a diet, but instead a lifestyle. And by doing that, by eating in such a way, that's a lifestyle that helps support your body. Then you don't feel like you have to restrict foods you get to find the foods that you like and you get to eat them in a way that feel good to your body and that they honor your body. And so then you don't have to feel like, oh, I have to do it this way. And I can't eat this, but I can't eat this, but I don't even like this. And it becomes more fun. And when it's fun and when it's simple and you actually get to eat things that you enjoy, then you can actually stay consistent with it. And it's not until you're consistent with it that you're actually going to get the results of either looking or feeling the way that you want. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we found a, a strategy or a, a plan. Um, I don't even remember how many years ago it was that I, um, the body love book by Kelly Levesque, who is a holistic, um, what is she? Functional nutritionist. And she, came up with this, this foundation of four food, I say groups, but pillars, um, in designing and creating your meals around. And the pillars are a lean protein, a healthy fat, um, carbohydrates in the way of leafy greens or dark colored veg, cruciferous kind of veg, uh, and fiber and thinking about being intentional to include each of those components, ideally 
at each meal that you eat. And when, when you do that, a few different things, um, the, the primary driving premise of how she created this, because she's a research geek and has been doing this for a long time, she was looking on what are the ideal ways of eating and food combinations that stabilize blood sugar, because that is the game changer to how our body functions at optimum. What's blood sugar? Um, it is, well, carbohydrates break down into sugars, right? And sugars are the fuel source for each of our cells. And so what happens when we eat more carbohydrate laden foods, rices and pastas and breads, and of course, sweets, and then anything that is refined sugar that absorbs quickly and, and elevates the blood sugar in our bloodstream. But what happens is we often have way too much blood sugar to be utilized by the cells and it leads to ultimately fat storage. You get on roller coasters of highs and lows of carbohydrates. If you've ever said you're a carb addict, this is kind of what's happening biochemically in your body. And over time, not only will you store fat, but you'll also start to get other issues um, hormone disruption, gut issues, sleep issues. There's a whole host of kind of dysfunction patterns that start to happen in our bodies as a result of having a, I say a diet, I say that loosely, but eating in such a way that you're eating a lot more carbs than you are balancing it out with a lean protein, a healthy fat, and making sure that you have fiber. So those are the four food foundations that we love to include in our meals. Um, and don't let that freak you out. Like, oh my gosh, I really, it, it really can be very simple. It's just yeah. a strategy that you have to, to learn a little bit, like what are the ideal choices? And as Tracy and I always say, why, why eat in such a way? Because it serves your body to its best and every cell and every organ system in your body functions at its best when you eat in that combination. Again, 80-20. Yeah. And um, shoot, I just lost what I was going to say. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? It is, it's okay. You have all experienced this um, of the crash like you eat that donut, it's in the office, you come in and you eat the donut and then you're hungry an hour later. Or even, I mean, I remember years ago, I was a sandwich eater and every day at lunch, I had a sandwich and then I probably had like some pretzels or something and, and maybe some yogurt, which probably had a lot of sugar in it or some fruit or something. So then you think about that meal. It's, pretty low on the protein. Even if I had some turkey or ham, it wasn't like it was laid in meat. And so when you think about that type of lunch, you've all experienced that fatigue come three o'clock that it's like, oh, I just feel exhausted or oh, why am I bloating? And so that's where these things start to pop up. Of We are like, we're conditioned of like, oh, a healthy lunch is the, the sandwich, the fruit and the pretzels or the crackers. And sure, there's a lot worse things that you could eat, but how is it making you feel? And is it supporting what your body actually needs? And is it supporting your body to actually sustain you throughout the day? Yeah. And I think, well, I mean, eating, it comes with, yes, our body, our cells need energy, our body needs nourishment, we get hungry, right? So of course we eat out of necessity, but we also eat 
one, because of habit. And we also eat in community with others. And so when it comes to this whole eating piece and nailing it down to a lifestyle that suits you, all of those need to be considered. And what we want to represent and encourage is this four food foundation, because if you can start learning and pulling from those four pillars more consistently, we know without a shot of a doubt, you are going to feel better on so many different levels. Your, your energy, your, your productivity, your, your focus, um, your gut's not going to be as bloaty or constipation than diarrhea kind of stuff, which is what I lived with for my entire life. And I was carb addict. So, <laughs> um, and so understanding the why, like, how do you want to feel? Right. There are times when you go to the party and you're going to choose foods that are fun and it's an environment of celebration. And that's OK. You're not eating like that the majority of the time. And if you did, you know the effects of how that feels on your body. Um, so, again, we're just recommending this foundational idea of building meals around this, not because, it, you know, just because it's science based and it serves your body well. But I, we want you to get in the habit of asking yourself how do you want to feel and how do you want your body to be able to, to move, live and experience life at its best. And nourishment is a huge component of how well you do life. Absolutely. And, um, and so then I want to also point out the flaw with the whole calorie restriction thing of, well, I just need to eat less calories. And this is 100% true of we do eat probably too many calories if you're eating a standard American diet. But the problem is, is these calories, if they're coming from non-nourishing sources. So you might be eating a lot of processed foods, not super sustaining, not a lot of nutritional value in it, definitely not a lot of protein. And then you start cutting your calories based off of that type of eating. You're going to set yourself up for for failure big time and leave yourself very frustrated because now, yeah, you've cut your calories, but you don't have like the reason that these processed foods feel so addicting is because they keep us in that cycle. Mm -hmm. Your body doesn't feel full. It just feels like, okay, yeah. Like that wasn't, that wasn't like really dense. Like you think about like a chicken breast, like it is dense and it is filling, but you just graze out on the chips they're not going to satiate you. And so that is why we keep coming back for more. And so then cutting your calories, staying with that same lifestyle of eating, you're going to feel angry and frustrated and probably really hungry. And then the cycle continues. Yeah. And then what, what else is another behavior on top of that, then in attempt to regulate, you know, your body weight or get yourself in check, then you exercise. But then if you are trying to exercise on basically a body that is nourishing, like nutrient lacking, AKA, especially in protein, then what happens your body, two things, your body wants to hold on to everything that it has um, to, you know, protect itself from losing muscle because, Hey, if you're not feeding me protein, I can't sustain, I can't, you know, rebuild connective tissue and muscle and, um, and ligament and cartilage. So I'm going to hold on to that. Right. So then you don't lose weight because your body goes into protective mode or 
because you're not nourishing yourself with protein, which is the building block of muscle, ligament, tendon, all of our connective tissue. So the things that basically hold us together, if you're not adequately getting that source, your body is more at risk of breaking down. Well, then you know what happens then? Now you started exercising to try and help with this weight thing. And then now you can't exercise and talk about cycles. And that is why so many people end up stuck yeah. uh, and, and thinking, I've tried it all, nothing works. This is why it's not working. And so we're here to tell you to stop eating naked. <laughs> <laughs> so by naked, we're going to clothe our food in this system, like Jess said, of the this balancing between the fat the fiber, the carbs, and the protein, and bundling that up. And so, you know, even um, think about that, you know, healthy, you made the healthy choice of the grapes, the three o'clock bowl of grapes, very healthy choice. Fantastic. Maybe even some pretzels with that. And some of the and, thin pretzels. And some pretzels with it. That's, <laughs> I mean, I, that was, that was maybe a, couple, maybe a cheese stick thing. Yes. So, okay. You got a massive blood sugar spike with grapes because they do spike your blood sugar pretty good. Um, and then you've got the pretzels, the carbs. Yep. So there's another sugar source. Um, even if you add the cheese stick, well, yeah, it's got a little fat. Like that's at least, you know, we're, we're wrapping up a little bit of fat, Yeah. not a huge protein source. And so this is where you can start evaluating your snack a little bit of what, what can I eat that makes me feel good, that doesn't crash me and, but still have fun. Like I love grapes. I love a good three o'clock grapes, but is it supporting what you need to get you till dinner? And maybe, so let's, 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 um, recreate that snack. Okay. Let's say you, you just freaking love your grapes, right? And, and there's good stuff with grapes. It's got some antioxidants. If you're doing purple grapes, definitely you get some antioxidants. Um, but what could we add to that to balance it out that it's not too heavy, but it's pretty quick to grab? Well, from a protein source, the first thing that comes to my head would be like a hard boiled egg, something uh, that is easy or What's another? Or some nuts. Okay, there's nuts. Add, add some nuts. And nuts have some protein as well as a healthy fat, right? Okay, the fiber is lacking. <laughs> Sometimes we don't get it completely well-rounded. Yeah. I, I would say the fiber component is probably one of the pillars that is most challenging. Um, for sure. Especially for snacks. Because I don't think that you're going to grab a handful of spinach yeah. In that afternoon snack. Or broccoli, um, anything that's got fiber. Maybe some celery sticks okay. with your grapes. Yeah. I could wrap my head around some celery nuts. sticks, some grapes, some nuts. Um, or almond butter in your celery stick. Yes. I mean, it, it's not a meal, guys, so it's not going to be big. But if you're looking to just try and include a source of each of those foundational um, pillars, then it's setting yourself up to bridge your one meal to your next without getting starving and then going down a cycle of opening the bag of chips and chowing it all down and 
you know, all the things that, that set us down these cycle paths. I think I didn't realize how many like cycles we can get ourselves into when we start talking about how we nourish our bodies Yeah, and think about the energy behind saying how we nourish our bodies and all the functions that it needs to do versus at eat. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's different. Yeah. Taking care of ourselves, getting the opportunity to feed ourselves well. So therefore we can move well, feel well, and live well versus, oh, I just got to eat. I'm just going to grab something and, you know, separating that from who you are and how you're functioning in this world. Yeah. And I would say if this is like brand new information for you, or if it's feeling a little daunting, I would say start with one meal. Yeah. Like we mentioned the whole snack thing, but honestly, when you start eating in such a way, you might find that you don't even want or need a snack anymore. Yep. Um, but start with one meal. I think both of us would probably say start with breakfast because I think it's easy and you can make it quick and it can set the rest of your day up yeah. to be a little bit more successful. And so, okay, how would we do that for breakfast? Now, smoothie, just if you don't like smoothies, don't, 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 freak, pause, out. don't freak out. Yeah, I, okay. I didn't either. Jess was a, a smoothie hater for a long time, um, but smoothies are easy because you can, you know, have some fruits, put some spinach in. You don't taste the spinach. You can have some fats of either a peanut butter or a milk of your choice. Um, and then you can add your pr- protein powder. You could add chia seeds. You could thicken it up and really create something very nourishing and very filling without being, you know, massive amount of calories, Um, but very filling and feeling good for your body. So that is one way to set up your morning for success. Um, But maybe the, maybe you're like, I don't even have time for a smoothie. I don't have time to do the blender. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. Um, we can get hard boiled eggs and just have them ready to go. And then with that, maybe you add some, a handful of nuts that you can grab on the go. And what else, what can we grab? I mean, maybe some raspberries, if you're going to go straight veg or being sorry, fruit, um, the best fruit choices, uh, I say the best, Now I'm not saying there's any bad ones, but the best ones are like berries. So raspberry, blueberry, strawberry, Mm -hmm. Um, uh, because those don't elevate your blood sugar as much as say a, a banana, a, an apple or banana. Um, but again, those aren't bad. Okay? You guys, I have a banana in my smoothie most mornings. Okay. So yeah. it's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, I just think if you're starting to be more intentional, whenever you break your fast, cause I know that there's, you know, this whole fasting window, um, and uh, intermittent fasting. And so, but making sure that whatever that first meal is, if you can build your foundation around those four pillars, you are really setting yourself up for success and how your digestive tract works, how your, um, your metabolic. So your entire like body's energy, but also your mental, emotional energy, your productivity, your clarity, and your focus is amazingly different. Yeah. So you start your day like that, you get to work, you feel better, you are more productive the donuts do show up in the office and you don't feel like you have to have them. Yeah. And that's a big difference of like, I'm starving. Oh, well, here's the donuts versus hang on. I'm going to think about pause. Do, Do I really, am I really hungry? 
do I really want the donut? Is the donut going to make me feel better later? Is it going to set me up for success? And then it starts becoming a choice rather than I have to, or I shouldn't. And that, you know, guilt and shame, that whole spiral. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess we're just talking back to the best nourishment basics today. We're, again, we're not advocating for a particular plan or diet or it's got to be legalistic and it's got to be 100% of the time. Um, again, we are girls of 80-20, um, but we the reason why we like this, the Fab Four Foundation is because it sets your body and your brain up for best success for you, again, to move well, feel well, and live life well. Um, but it also puts you in the driver's seat to make choices around food because you're not on the roller coaster. And so you don't feel like you're biochemically reactive. You get to choose like, okay, I might have the donut. And then you take a couple bites of it and you're like, meh, like it doesn't, it doesn't yeah. hit your, your palate the same and like, oh my gosh, I need five more. Um, but this is an empowering way to eat and nourish your body. You get to decide you're in better position to decide at the party or whatever it is. Um, so yeah, we, uh, if you need a resource to kind of wrap your brain around, like, what are these fab four food groups? We have a resource that has some different recipes that include, um, this concept building your foundation, the meals uh, with the foundation of these four food groups. And I'll just give you an idea. But of course, if you have questions, please reach out to us. We are always here. We know that as we start to unpack this, we thought it was going to be like pretty straightforward. And then I'm like, oh my golly, there's so many yeah, ways we could, we could go we with could this. Take this different angles. <laughs> so check the show notes for the, that resource below, guys. That's free for you. And we want to give that to you. So make sure to grab that. Um, what are you loving this week? Okay, so I mentioned this, I believe, when we were doing the transition podcast, but getting ourselves in order and using strategies to <laughs> get life in order. And I said that I went virtual, kids. I have a big planner, a paper planner, and I love that because I'm tactile and I'm visual and I like to see it all spread out. Um, but I went virtual and I've been using Google Calendar and I am really liking it. And I'm, I'm loving it. I, I maybe I'm growing towards love. I think being at two, you know, like, okay, I'm going to consult my paper calendar, but I'm also, if I'm on the go and I don't have it with me, I've got my phone and I can look at it. Uh, but I think really what gets me all jacked up in excitement is the dang, um, the color coding that's available. It makes me happy. <laughs> so I'm liking Google calendar. Probably everyone else is already there. Um, but welcome, welcome, <laughs> welcome to the world. I'm proud of you. Um, I wasn't sure what I was going to love, but after talking through this, I'm loving my new um, mini blend jet blender. Okay. And I bought it for vacation because I wanted to figure out a way to nourish my body on vacation and that I could bring a couple little things and it charges USB and it's surprisingly strong for just a tiny little guy. And I have my big blender that that's what I typically use, but there are days like yesterday, I, I needed, so I needed a boost mid afternoon after I got the kids, I didn't eat enough and I was feeling a little raging. And I didn't want to dirty up my whole blender. And so I popped in some frozen fruits and some protein and some other things. 
and again, getting a little fat. And I just whipped up just a tiny little smoothie. Yeah. Because that's all I needed. I Wait, just needed how many like, cups is it? I mean, is it ounces? 16 ounces? What is it? I think so. Um, yeah. Probably two cups. And you could take it, like it's something that you could take to work with you. You could either just shove it, shove all the stuff in there and keep it in the fridge at work or make it on the go. And so I think there's a lot of good options that it could be a good little travel thing for those of you that are on the go or those of you that travel a lot. It would be a sustainable way that I'm like, I think I would take this on vacation yeah. with me regularly. Yeah. Uh, Landry was actually talking about like, oh, I'd make smoothies more often if I had a little blender. I'm like, I don't know what that is, guys. We have so, we're accessibility to so many options that we think it's easier to use a small one versus a big one. You just said you didn't want to dirty down your big one. <laughs> Sometimes I think for a, making a small one, I do think the yeah. little small one yeah. is nicer because yeah. I usually make one in the blender in the morning for me and my 10 year old. So I do the big honking thing, but I feel like sometimes the big one doesn't do well when I just have like a tiny amount of fruit because I'm not making something big. So I don't know. It's just another tool that can help support you. Yep. And I'm digging it right now. Yeah. All right, guys, thank you for joining us and we'll see you next week. All right. Take care guys. Thank you for joining us today on another episode of Limitless Health. Our hearts are to provide you with realistic, relevant, and simplistic solutions for sustainable success in honoring your body and health. Even when your schedule's packed and life feels crazy, our desire is to shift your belief towards the possibility of your limitless health, whatever that looks like in any season. But what really gets us excited is connecting in real life and learning how we can support your unique health journey. So head on over to our Facebook community, Hardwired for Health, where we will continue the conversation online. And of course, we would be so grateful if you tagged us on social media, wrote a review, or shared this with a friend. Here's to you discovering your limitless health.